Welcome to Geek and Friends. I am your host, Scott Davis, and right alongside me, Jason Hickey. But what if it wasn't me, Scott? What if? What if it was someone else? And then we might have more fun. You probably wouldn't talk about a Star Trek as much either. Exactly. <laughs> so what we're hearing is that I am the life of this place. No, what we're hearing is, is you're the Star Trek of this place. Yeah. But we are going to talk about Marvel's What If. Yes. Now, when they announced this, I wasn't sure what I was going to think of it, because I'm not a huge animation person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and on top of that, I like the concept. I just wasn't sure if they were going to be able to make it interesting enough. Yeah. I mean, this, right now, everything is anthology-based, as in just everything is its own individual story. Yes. But supposedly, they're going to create a what-if Avengers group. That could be cool. Now, do you know what I think helps this a lot? Like, how can I put this? What helps tie me to this even more and make me like it more? The fact that Uatu is being voiced by Jeffrey Wright. That does help because I do like Jeffrey Wright. But no, it's that they got most of the voice actors mm-hmm. from the from the Marvel movies, from the MCU, to do the voices. Yes. Some of them they don't. They Black Widow is not being voiced by yeah, Scarlet. Right, and uh, Drax is not... Dave Batista and Captain America is not voiced by Chris Evans, right? But Yandu, majority everyone knows what. Yeah, Yandu is Yandu. Yeah, what's this? Michael Rooker. Yeah, T'Challa is Chadwick Boseman. Which this is his last performance. Yes, R.I.P. Chadwick. And we're gonna start off with the what if Agent Carter became Captain Carter? Mm-hmm. Now this was a good one to start with mm-hmm. because it's I don't know it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It is. I mean. It, Steve Rogers was like, he's an integral part of the Avengers. But, you know, what if, right? Yes. Well, this is showing a specific moment Mm -hmm. that could occur. If this specific moment happened, then this is going to happen. It's going to change. It's going to change this event. Right. And that specific moment was, what if Agent Carter didn't go up to the balcony and everyone else watched it from the balcony? And instead, they were on the ground floor with everyone else. And because of that, then instead of the Hydra operative who was uh, one of the hobbit one of the dwarves in the hobbit one of the dwarves he was thorin yes well thorin oakenshield you pay him <laughs> respect <laughs> i actually remember him as um the sheriff in nottingham in the robin hood tv show from bbc i never actually watched it it was actually a good show it's on the list yes but the list is very large okay anyway <laughs> anyway he was on the ground floor with everyone else now because of, you know, Carter said they, they were going to watch, she was going to watch it on the ground. Right. And so because they, everyone was on the ground floor, he was able to set off his bomb early. Right. Because he was able to set off his bomb early, he, Steve never got right. injected. He did it before Steve was yes. put through the process and mm-hmm. and they had to do something. So Carter jumped in because she's crazy. Well, so was Steve. Steve was ready to, willing to jump on that bomb uh, in the first of But under. Steve had like a long time to think about it. He knew about what was going to happen for days. Her, she knew the concept of it, but she never anticipated it being her until 10 seconds before she jumped in. Yes, well, the general, was he a general? Uh, he was a colonel. Okay. And the he col- was voiced by Bradley Whitford. Yes, well, he was actually in the, uh, so there was a, the colonel that Tom Lee Jones played got shot and killed. In this, um, you know, hoo-ha. But the colonel that... Yeah, in this kerfuffle. In the the colonel that Bradley Whitford played actually played a colonel in the Agent Carter TV show. Oh. So he was still reprising his role. And so I watched that show as it came out, so I haven't haven't watched it in a long time. Yeah. No, I understand. Uh, You you don't like Marvel as much as you like Star Trek. I understand. Well, I mean, that's true, but, you know, I would be up to watching Captain or Agent Carter 
for the show, if you'd like. Uh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but Bradley Whitford's character, he was in the Agent Carter show, so it is a reprisal. Was and he played by Bradley? Or, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I remember. Yes. <laughs> what it said. My brain is broke. Well, you said the character. You didn't say it was Bradley Whitford. Yes. Bradley Whitford is reprising his role. As, the... as Colonel Flynn. Okay. Yes. All right. Settled. <laughs> I said that three times already. That is untrue. <laughs> you said the character was there. <laughs> so, the guy is a misogynist. He was shown as a misogynist back in Agent Carter. And he continued that on here because he, yes. he was a jag. Yes. But Carter was showing that she's not just a plaything. Right. Like, just like Steve was not just a plaything. Yeah. Uh, he's not just supposed to go around on USO tours, even though they already had a USO outfit for her. <laughs> that was the thing. They had, they had a similar journey to becoming a mm-hmm. superhero. Yes. She skipped a, little, a couple of steps. That's because Peggy Carter is better than Steve Rogers. That is actually very true. <laughs> but they she rescued Bucky and, and the rest of the Holland Commandos. Yep. And we had the actual Holland Commandos. Yep. All the, all the actors were there. Except for one. The Asian guy, I did not see him. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't see him in the cast list, so yeah. he might not, uh, he might not. Have yeah, been so him. he was the, uh, he was the Holland Commando member that was whose grandson was the uh, principal of school that Peter Potter went to. Okay, I don't know if I knew that, but I like it. It was in the, um, I think it was in the first Spider-Man movie. I think I've only seen that movie twice. Well, then that's your fault. It is. <laughs> what are you going to do, man? So they come across to the, have to go against the Red Skull. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a retelling of the first Avenger. Now, this role was also reprised. Yes, but this is reprised by the person that voiced it during Infinity War. The Ross Marquand. Yes. Not Hugo Weaving. Exactly. Because Hugo Weaving said, uh-uh, I ain't ever doing that again because I hated it. Yes. And... Understandable. He just did not. I think it was him. it was the prosthetics with him, and then by the time this comes around, it's been you know twelve twelve years, so he's yeah far removed. From it, it. It's far. He's been far enough removed. From Whereas Marquad literally did it a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, he did it during Infinity War. So yeah, it's it's it is a reprisal, but it's a you know that that was Endgame, Scott. Get your Marvel facts straight. He was in Infinity War. He was also in Endgame. He was also in Endgame. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm going to hit him. <laughs> and so they go and they go against um, Hydra. Mm-hmm. And Steve gets captured on a train because they were doing the train whole train thing uh, where Pucky okay. almost fell off. Now, and... yeah, you are right. Steve did get captured, but you kind of skipped over a pretty big detail about Steve. Oh, yeah. Steve was <laughs> um, Steve was the original Iron Man. Yeah. and But otherwise known as the Hydra Stomper. Yeah. And he's his suit is more like the Mark One from the first Iron Man that he built in a cave mm-hmm. because obviously it's built in the forties, but it doesn't have an arc reactor. It is actually powered by the Tesseract. Yes, which is pretty sweet. Yes, which is you know sort of why they wanted to capture him. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a, it's a good reason. Yes, so they captured they captured Steve. Yes, and after they capture Steve, now Peggy's all upset and so isn't Bucky. And well, a, because they think he's dead. Yes. And they want to go out and, you know, destroy Hydra and destroy, destroy the Red Skull. So they go after to fight them. Everyone goes in the whole uh, rigmarole and the greatest line before they were able to, uh, they, they get out was uh, like during the entire show Colonel Flynn has been saying, you're lucky you're in the room to Peggy because mm-hmm. she's a woman. Yeah. And Peggy's setting this all up and, and Flynn says some stupid remark and Peggy just turns right to him and is like, you're lucky you're in this room. Yeah. I I don't think he appreciated the position he was in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
so they uh, they go off to the castle in wherever, <laughs> and they start to uh, go after Hydra. Um, you know, one goes down low, the other one goes up high. They're going down low as the Holland Commandos. They go down to cap to rescue Steve. Uh, well, were they going to rescue? Because didn't they think he was dead? They were just looking for the uh, Tesseract. Okay. They didn't know that the Steve. Was they didn't going know to be the dead. Tesseract was where. What's his face was? Well, they were. Well, the Tesseract is actually where the Red Skull was. That I, I said that, except I called him by a slightly different name. Yes, <laughs> and uh, but they were searching. So one search is low, one search is high. Just, okay, you know, that, all right, split. yeah, yeah. They, that's all they were doing was just a search, and it just so happened that the high person searched and found the Red Skull. Yes. The low person searched and found Steve. Mm-hmm. So when they found Steve, they told Steve about what was going on. Steve was like, you need to power me up. You need to power me up. <laughs> they start powering up, and they power him as much as they could. And then he makes a quick step and then falls flat in his face. <laughs> and then he gets up and flies forward. Yeah. <laughs> flies up. And uh, so before that, Be- uh, Peggy is now up with the Peggy is now up with the Red Skull, mm-hmm. and he's monologuing. Well, of course. <laughs> it's true to character it's true to character he, he monologues, monologues. <laughs> he's monologuing and then he opens up the portal and all out comes the kraken uh, yes you know what this reminded me of what hellboy okay i can see it it's like exactly the same thing practically yes so in the uh, the fight peggy is using her shield 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 and then she pulls a sword mm-hmm. now here's the thing there is a captain britain okay in the comics, Captain Britain always has a sword and a shield. Okay. The sword is actually is uh, is, a, is a special thing. And it, this actually, when she has a sword and a shield, it's like, oh my God, that's Captain Britain. And that is Captain Britain right there. <laughs> now, there is a name of the sword. I do not remember what the name of the sword is. Okay. But the sword is, um, if whoever has the, that sword, that specific sword, is able to hold it and be able to con- uh, control it, is Captain Britain. Okay. So it's sort of like Excalibur. Thor's hammer, except... It's sort of like Excalibur, mainly. Okay. Because it's supposed to be like Excalibur, as in, like, hang out the sword, but... Okay. It is not Excalibur, I can tell you that. <laughs> that much I remember, I do know, it's not that name. It's good detail, though, because they didn't, they didn't actually say this, she just kind of picked up a sword and started, yeah. you know, cutting up Cthulhu with but, it. But, yeah, she, she picked up the sword, starts cutting it up, and then all of a sudden Steve gets up here, and he starts to, you know, help push her back, and then, then you know, she's like, you know, Steve, you need to get, you know, get everyone out of here, and, and I'm going to push him into the hole, finally, um, but before all that, uh, the Red goes like yes it's my monster it's my beast the mine mine he's gonna do everything i say and then he takes the uh, him and then crushes him which was pretty great <laughs> nice little inversion of expectations all right so then peggy pushes him into the hole hole then collapses uh and and closes and then we're in the present day or mm-hmm. present day of the original Avengers movie. Right. And the hole opens up again because Nick Fury and uh, Clinton Barton are standing in front of, and are using the test rack to open up the hole. All of a sudden you see like chopped up pieces of, <laughs> of tentacles coming out and Captain Carter jump out and that's pretty much where it ends. It's right. like, he's like, welcome to my Avengers team. <laughs> oh, I, I, I love the fact that I was like, ma'am, Please put down the sword. <laughs> the same same exact tone that that Jackson did for when he told um, uh, someone to put down the hammer. Uh, when he told Thor to put down the yeah. hammer. Yeah, Sam Jackson. He'd actually he. You can tell he's actually trying. Yeah. I think some of the voice actors sort of phone it in. Yeah. But that, others. That's going to be my main complaint. Is that you can tell the difference between an actor and a voice actor. Yes, because they are. 
very different things. And just because you're a great actor does not mean you're going to be a great voice actor. Yes. So next we have what if T'Challa became Star-Lord? What if? What if? So we see in the past uh, young T'Challa, probably what, 10 years old? Yeah. Kind of wandering around and he wanders outside the shield of um, Wakanda. And he looks up and there is a very large spaceship because Yondu went to the wrong place. It wasn't Yondu. If you, if you actually remember, they said uh, it was Kragen. Uh, and, um, well, it's because Kragen's a moron. And, uh, Taserface? Taserface. Taser Thank Taser you. Face. It's Taserface. Yes. So it was, it was Kragen and Taserface that went, and they went to the wrong wrong place. But because it was they went to the wrong place, they picked up the wrong person. Yeah. And since they know he's the wrong person, they didn't take him to Ego, and they just kind of kept him on board and raised him. Well, mm-hmm. T'Challa and Peter Quill, monumentally different people. And they cover this pretty quickly because you find out that, I mean, it jumps ahead to where Star-Lord, a.k.a. in this case T'Challa, is on Morag going to get the uh, the Infinity Stone that's there. It's the same basic setup you see in the beginning of the first Guardians movie. Right down to Korath there with a couple of goons to stop him. But. But. When he says, I'm Star-Lord. He doesn't even say that. He just takes off the helmet. Yeah. And and Korath says, you're Star-Lord. And yeah, he knows him because right away. everybody knows who Star-Lord is. And Korath is just hero-worshipping him. Mm-hmm. It's great because it never ends in the entire episode. And Digimon Houston... Hus- Digimon Houston... Husao? Hunsa. You know what? That guy, Digimon, is great. That guy. He does a really good job with his voice acting. I can't pronounce it. It's fine. Uh, so I'm, I don't know how to say it properly either. I'm not going to lie. But I would. I, I believe his name is Jimon Husao. Jimon Husao. Okay. Sure. The, the D is sort of silent. Sure. Yeah. I don't think it is. Does it matter? It doesn't. It doesn't. <laughs> anyway. So rather than have a massive fight, he pretty much gets away clean because mm-hmm. he's Star-Lord. Yes, but he's the, the great thing on this is Korath is like, I have to take you down. And Star-Lord's like, I understand. Come on and fight. We, we can fight. <laughs> and he's sort of like training him yeah. how to fight while he's fighting him. He's like, no, no, you need to, you need to move forward. You need to, you need to Be- actually keep Because T'Challa up. is a much better fighter than Peter Quill. Oh, so much better. <laughs> And that was just like, it, it shows he's not doing it to be like vindictive. He's not doing it to right. be petty. He's doing it to try and actually better the other person. Right. Because as in the movies, T'Challa is a fundamentally good person. Yes. So TLDR, Korath gets recruited by T'Challa and they go back to the Ravagers who have gone straight. Oh, no, no. You skipped something. I did? Yes. So as soon as he walks out of... With with um, Korath, he so he walks out with carrying Korath and, and Power Stone, mm. and all of a sudden is like I don't know twenty or thirty guards that are sitting outside oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. waiting waiting and waiting for them, and he's like the major difference between this Star Lord and Peter Quill is T'Challa has backup. Yes, he's not trying to skip out on the other Ravagers. He actually brings Yondu with him, and he says the Ravager is never alone. And then all of a sudden, well, he has to say it like three times because <laughs> Yondu doesn't show up. But Yondu's because, not a hundred percent different. But because you know Yondu was there, he's able to blow his whistle, and the in the uh, you know, flying uh, arrow is going to take a, take yeah. everyone out. 
because Yondu was there, he was able to be much right. more useful. Because they have a much more constructive relationship than Quill and Yondu had. Yes. We find out that T'Challa, through T'Challa's influence, he basically caused the Ravagers to not be criminals. Mm-hmm. He, he got Thanos... To give up his genocide plans. He figured he made Thanos realize that, you know, destroying half of everything is not is, is not proper. Mm-hmm. You actually just need to actually increase surplus supply. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> that there was a solution other than killing half of all life. Well, I mean they make they, they, they bring this up a couple of times they and they do. make fun of make fun of Thanos because it's pretty of it. great. <laughs> <laughs> um and who again? It's voiced by Josh Brolin. Yep. We find Nebula, mm-hmm. who is not a cyborg. She is some cyborg. She has a little bit, but it's nothing like it is in the movies. No, no, no. no. She's able to have hair. Yes. <laughs> but uh, was Pla- this... Platinum blonde. Hair. Yeah. And it was voiced by Karen Gilliam. Yep. And they had... Um, she was not a Ravager, but she was like a fence or, you know, someone that'd be able to give them jobs. Right. And she was there to give T'Challa a job. Right. And his job is to go and uh, get the, what was it, the Seeds of Eden? I think so. It was some some seeds that would, be, it would automatically be able to uh, replenish anything with anything. It doesn't have to be land. It doesn't have to be, it should be just anything. Yeah. It will replenish anything with uh, vegetables or vegetation. Yeah. And, I mean, it's a MacGuffin, pretty much, through, mm-hmm. this, through this episode. So... T'Challa, because he does not hide things from Yondu, he recruits, he brings in Yondu on this, kind of, kind of doesn't hide things. Um, And they have to go to the Collector. Now, Scott, I got a question. This was never covered in the MCU movies. What is the Collector? Um, He is a, I don't believe he's an eternal being. He is a long, long living being, but I don't believe he's eternal. Uh, But he is someone that is, like his brother, the Game Master, who we met in Thor Ragnarok. Okay. They are brothers. I, uh, I wasn't sure. I thought they were the same species, but they don't really tell you what the Game Master is yeah, either. Yeah. They are, um, they, they, because they live, they live so long, they have to find something to entertain themselves. And by doing that, the collector collects things and the Game Master has games. Yes. Collects things. Collects and things. sentient beings. Yes, a thing, is it not? Not really. Are you a thing, Scott? Technically, I am a thing. You are thing. not a thing. You are a person. Anyway. Um, so he goes to the Collector, voiced by Benicio Del Toro. Yep. And the Collector was buff. Yeah. Compared to the movie, well, his, his Collector was buff. And the other thing is, I, I thought this was pretty great. So because Thanos is, you know, a good guy. Mm-hmm. essentially the children of thanos are not the children of thanos mm-hmm. so i mean we already met um we already met nebula well nebula is still she's a daughter, daughter of thanos, thanos but she's not you know she's not a psychopath correct well we find three others of the children of well they're thanos. not the children of thanos i'll oh, see i was they're the black order oh i heard somebody call them the children of thanos yeah no no no, no. they're the okay. black order well they're, the black and, order so the black order are like um they they are not children of thanos they are um they pray to Thanos. Okay. They so they worship Thanos as a, as a god, essentially. Pretty much. So in there we've got uh, Proxima Midnight, mm-hmm. Ebony Maw. Yep. And I don't remember the third guy's name because all he does is growl. <laughs> but they are henchmen of the Collector in this. Yes. So without Thanos to kind of guide them, they've gone on to the next psychopath. Correct. 
So they are engaging with the Ravagers while T'Challa and Nebula are negotiating with... No, Yondu and Nebula. And Yondu? Yes, it was Yondu. Because, so the Ravagers were, were attacking the, um, the Black Order. Okay. So uh, the Ravagers were attacking the Black Order. Yondu and Nebula were going to talk to the Collector... Okay. Where T'Challa was oh, just he was searching. Sneak. Okay. He was just sneaking around. And while he was sneaking around, he came across Howard the Duck. And he released Howard the Duck. Whereas Howard was, was trying to show him where to get the uh, something. I don't remember exactly what it was they were trying to find. The, 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 the seed. The, yeah, the thing. The, the uh, MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. Did you catch who voiced Howard? Oh, Seth Green. Yeah. He, saw, he voiced him during Guardians as well. Yeah. And they did a good job getting the cast back. No, they did. They did. But... What did they find? What did T'Challa find instead? He found a deep spacecraft from Wakanda. Yes, and it had a message from the king, mm-hmm. and it had um, like dummies in there, uh, uh, actual like like dummy uh, dummy models. Yeah, they, they with, were made where, up to look like the Dora Milaje. Yes, made up to look like Dora Milaje, meaning that he had either captured, killed, or whatever the Dora Milaje. Right. And um, but there is a Wakandan spacecraft now, which means that T'Chaka knew that his son was essentially abducted by aliens and advanced their tech enough to build a deep spacecraft capable of hyperdrive. Yes. Don't mess with Wakanda. No. <laughs> no. So while he is, you know, searching around, that is when he is approached, if I remember right, by um, the Collector and Nebula. Mm-hmm. And I think Yandu was still there. Yandu was still there. And he gets taken prisoner. And Yandu did as well. And Yonder did as well, because Nebula sold them out because she's a treacherous hag. Or is she? What if she's not? She's not. She's not. They had a a plan to get them captured, essentially to get in the collection. Mm-hmm. It was kind of a, a very foolhardy plan, if you yes. ask me. But, you know, whatever. This was all a plan that T'Challa made up. Yes. And Yondu was, did not know about the plan. Yes. Uh, and they also did not know about the Wakandan spacecraft. So there was there was some words between Yondu and, and T'Challa. Yes. But T'Challa was still okay with Yondu. Yeah. So they get out and... They get the seeds. They get the seeds. And they get the spaceship. Well, you're, you're skipping over a major part here. The, the fight with the Collector... Okay, ignore the actual fight. What did the Collector have? So the Collector had Captain America's shield. He had yes. Majoner. He had, um, like, the he dark had the elf headdress. thing. He had the headdress of Hela. Yeah. Um, the Collector in this is a lot more sinister than he was in the movie. In the movie, yes, he collected things. He collected sentient beings. But he wasn't, like, crazy. In this, he is Thanos-level kind of crazy. Yes, because... Thanos has actually said this. He said there needs to be some evil out there to yes. be able to control and be able to keep things in order. And if I was reading into things right, he killed Korg. Yes, because he because he had Korg's say, arm. Yeah, he he sort of said he, he had the arm of Korg. He didn't he didn't give a name. He said it was a talkative, and then he named a species, and it was a rock arm. It's like that's Korg. Yeah, you, you dirty creature. I hate you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so fight, fight, fight. T'Challa and Yandu end up using a you know dirty underhanded trick mm-hmm. and trap the collector in one of his own boxes. Yep. And they have his control thing and they give it to his assistant who helped them. She's the one who helped them escape because they, she liked the thing the, the thing that T'Challa said about not keeping people in boxes. Yep. Which goes to prove in all realities his the collector's assistant hates him. Exactly. And so she releases everyone. 
And they all come after the collector. Who is helpless. Yes. They, it's Disney. They cut away. But he's dead. He's Pretty much. super dead. Pretty much. But that is T'Challa's story. Well, don't forget, T'Challa and everyone goes back to Earth to Wakanda, and the last scene is them at a big celebration of T'Challa being home, and he brought a bunch of freaking space aliens with him, and T'Chaka did not seem overly concerned with this. Not at all. No. But no, not the, that's not the last scene. The last scene, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. to see oh. mm. uh mopping up a floor at a Dairy Queen, and then you see Ego coming mm-hmm. to greet him. That was, that was pretty great. Son. Full-on Kurt Russell Ego, too. Yes. I mean, he was, that was great. But here's something I want to ask you. Did you know... So you knew Peter Quo's starship was called the Milano. Yes. What was T'Challa's starship called? No earthly idea. The uh, Mandela. Named, <laughs> nice. named after Nelson Mandela. Nice. I like it. Whereas the Milano was named it after It fits Lewis their Milano. personalities because Peter Quill is a moron horn dog and T'Challa is like an upstanding, good, you know, good natured. Yes. You know, person. He's a good person. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say that Peter's not, but Peter needs to kind of be goaded into doing the right thing. Whereas T'Challa's default is to do the right thing. No exactly. And the third episode is, what if the world lost its mightiest heroes? I thought this one was great. Now, we all know the stories of the Avengers. We know the story of Fury's Great Week. Mm-hmm. Now, Fury's Great Week is actually a comic book that came out. Okay. In between, in between Iron Man two, okay, which actually talks about how uh, uh, Iron Man two and the Hulk and Thor and Captain America, how they all connect, and that's all just actually one the, week of time. Yeah, that's the thing that that is legit. That is a very short amount of time that that happens in the movies, and people don't realize it because the movies they come out at that time they were coming out you know eight nine months apart. Yes, but that's literally just a week of time, right? So, at the beginning of the week, Fury has to go and talk down Tony Stark from his drunken bender. Sitting in a donut. Sitting in a donut. He's like, sir, get out of the donut, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he gets out of the donut. They talk, they talk in the shop in the diner. And in the, in the regular movies, Black Widow jabs Tony Stark with some serum or something. Yeah, so, something to help the, the radiation sickness that he's got from the weird element in his chest. Yes. But something happened where it actually killed stark and after it killed stark now black widow is on the run yeah well (laughs) she's arrested she's on the run because fury told her i need you to break out of this and go figure out who did this yes and who are the but who but who are the people that are taking black widow away well of course it's brock rumlow and his hydra people exactly and they actually look, I mean, if, if I don't think they actually had voice actors other than Rumlow. Yeah, Frank, uh, Frank Grillo was in it, but I yeah. don't see anybody else. Because I don't think any of them else really talked. No, that's what I'm saying. They didn't talk in there, but you can actually, if you looked at their faces, yes. their face looked like the face of the guys that were in Captain America, uh, first event, um, yeah. not, uh, not First Adventure. Uh, Civil, uh, <laughs> Captain America, Winter Soldier. That one. <laughs> and, you know, she breaks out. Um, handily very very easily she breaks out she tries to run and she tries to talk to betty ross Mm -hmm. otherwise known as the daughter of general ross yes otherwise known the girlfriend of bruce banner yeah now the cool thing is this is another thing in that where you called it the week of tony stark Mm -hmm. because then you remember at the very end of the incredible the week of uh, mcfury in the very end of 
um, Incredible Hulk, Tony goes to talk to Ross after Ross loses the Hulk. Mm-hmm. So the events of Ross trying to capture the Hulk at the university are happening in this movie. Exactly. So she goes to talk to Betty Ross. But in between that, we have Coulson with the hammer. And Thor is go- is trying to go and get the hammer. Mm-hmm. And while, you know, we know that Clinton Barton, Barton is the Hawkeye yep. in the sky. And, you know, he's waiting there. You know, Fury is actually there this time, though. Because he wasn't, he wasn't busy with Stark. Exactly. <laughs> so he's actually there this time. And he tells Barton not to take a shot. Don't take the shot. Yeah. Don't take the shot. While he, he took the Agent Coulson role in that scene. Mm-hmm. Even though Agent Coulson was there. Since Fury was able Fury to was there. in charge because he was high yeah. ranking. And so since they were letting they were letting Thor try to get in to get uh, pick up the hammer. Right. And before Thor was able to get his hand on the hammer, Barton actually let go of the arrow and actually went and shot Thor and killed him. Yeah. And he was like, I didn't I didn't shoot him. I didn't shoot him. It wasn't me. Right. <laughs> and then they show him like in a cell and he's like broken up because he's like, I don't miss. I mm-hmm. don't accidentally shoot. I did not do this. Yeah. And then he's dead. And then he's dead. <laughs> Mysteriously. <laughs> dead. So that is... A lot of mysterious deaths are happening right now. That is three Avengers now. Mysteriously dead. Yeah. So then, while that's going on... We had the widow with Betty Ross. Widow is with Ross because she's a molecular biologist. Hopefully she can figure out what killed Stark. Mm -hmm. And she finds out that none of the serum actually left the the syringe. A projectile was fired. Correct. And then she saw that the clothing that was on the table was now missing. Mm -hmm. And she realizes that Bruce Banner's there. Yes. So... Ross, General Ross this time. Oh, it, was Mark, it was Mark Ruffalo. It was Ruffalo, yeah. They replaced Edward Norton. Well, I didn't figure they'd Ruffalo. go and get it. I, just, I wasn't sure if Ruffalo actually voiced him. Yeah. But so I knew it was going to happen as soon as you, you cut back to them because you see them walking through the, the glass bridge enclosure between the two university buildings mm-hmm. where he was when Ross attacked and he they get attacked. Well... I mean, General Ross is out there. He has all his guns pointing at him. He's not he hasn't told anyone to fire yet. Black Widow is actually trying to talk everyone down, saying, "Hey, this is a thing of Shield. We're trying to get this thing organized. Trying to get everything right. figured out. We don't know what's going on." And all of a sudden, one thing she gets shot in and hits Banner. Yes, Banner then just gets angry. He jumps out. He's now the Hulk, and he is tearing through, tearing through all the tanks, everything. And then all of a sudden, you see him expand and expand and expand and. Pop. Mm-hmm. Lots of pop. Would have been really fun if this was an R-rated cartoon. <laughs> yeah. Lots of lots of green goo everywhere. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so now the Hulk is dead. Yeah. So we are we're down four Avengers. So now so now Widow has to figure out who's next. She's the last. So in order to do this, she's got to get into the files. So she gets Coulson's password, mm-hmm. which was like Steve. I love you, Steve. Steve, I love you. yeah, Steve Hart, Hart, whatever. Yeah, because it's ridiculous. And she's in this, you know, abandoned, well, not abandoned, in this vacant library. She's looking up the files, and as she's looking, she hears something, and she turns around. And you see her talking. You don't see who she's talking to. Nobody responds, and then she gets attacked. But she is able to get a call out to Nick Fury, mm-hmm. and she's saying it's hope. It's all about hope, and then she dies. Yes. Now I was. When that happened, I'm racking my brain. It's like, okay, the only hope, which is obviously a person, the only hope I know of in the movies was Hope Van Dyne. Yep. But I don't know how that would factor in. So at this point, Fury is still in New Mexico with Coulson. Mm -hmm. And Loki comes to Earth with the Warriors 3 and Sif. And a whole other army. And a whole mess of Asgardian soldiers. So 
and he's saying, you killed the Prince of Asgard, you're done. And he breaks out the casket from Jotunheim, and he starts freezing everyone. Yep. And Fury manages to get him to stop. And he says, if I'm able to figure out who, who it is, we will you know, work together to get the information. Yeah, and, and Sif, Sif stops it. Yes. Now, I gotta point out again, Sif is voiced by Jamie Alexander. Yes. That is two times now that Jamie Alexander has come back to play Sif. Yes. Cross my fingers. She's going to be in Thor 4. We can hope. We're going to be mad if she's not, Scott. <laughs> Anger. Anger. So Loki gives Fury literally like 12 A hours. A day. Yeah, not even because the sun was going down. Yeah. And he said, you've got until sunrise. And after, you know, racking his brain, he got the message with the, um, you know, it's hope is only hope. He finally figured out, he was like, oh, it's Hope Van Dyne. Yeah. It is that. And you see him go to Loki and tell him basically he knows who it is he knows who it is and he tells him that it is her hope's father yeah this this was great because he goes to a cemetery fury goes to a cemetery and you see a, a gravestone and it's hope van dyne yep and then you hear a voice behind him say how dare you come here and it's hank pym in the yellow jacket outfit yes now hank pym as yellow jacket actually was sort of crazy I I figured that it was that. Ha- okay. Anytime I see something really weird happen in these, I assume it's happened at some point in the comics because mm-hmm. the comics have been around for decades. Yes. So I assume that at some he point he wasn't they did this something. crazy, but he oh, was, he was like a psychopathic killer. In, in this, this. In, in this version, he was psychopathic. And I got to tell you, Michael Douglas sold it. Oh yeah. I mean, some of the voice acting was decent. Some was good. Michael Douglas did very. Michael well. Douglas did really good in this role. I thought Douglas and Jackson were the you know, two Jackson did very two well. stars on, on on these. But we have <laughs> we have Fury. Uh, pretty much, you know, it's just like so nimble, so quick, mm-hmm. and he's like, like, how are you able to do this? <laughs> oh wait, now Fury's disappearing and reappearing behind Hank. What? Oh, wait. Hank is flying at him miniaturized, and he's able to slap him out of the air. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you have a thousand furies. Yeah. I mean, at this point, if you didn't know what was going on. That was Loki dressed in furies' outfit. <laughs> yeah. And they essentially break down Hank, and it's yeah Loki and Fury. And we find out that it was, you know, Hank as a, as a miniature thing that shot as a bullet into Stark, which is what killed Stark. Mm-hmm. We found out that it was Hank that actually hit uh, Barton's finger. Mm-hmm. Which is what uh, made him release the bow to actually shoot and kill Thor. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, Barton just went in and you know shot into Barton to kill Barton. Yep. My favorite was the Hulk. Yep. So in the Hulk, he shot himself in, hit the Hulk, went into Hulk's body and went into his heart uh, and then threw a, you know, one of the little, little um, you know, growth uh, discs yep. at his heart, got out of his body. And then that growth disc actually started to expand. And that's what expanded the Hulk's heart, which then um, was what, yep. what killed the Hulk. It's pretty great. Uh, and then finally with, um, he just killed. Oh, miniaturized, he beat the crap out of Widow and killed her. Yeah. He beat her to death, essentially. Yeah, pretty much. And that was, yeah. Yeah. So now... Fury's talking to Loki. He's like, hey, you're going to go back to Asgard now, right? I am burdened with glorious purpose to take (laughs) over your world. Yes. Loki conquers Earth in a day. In a day. Because there's no Avengers. There's no Avenger initiative. So then Fury goes and he takes the Captain Marvel beaver and he calls Captain Marvel. And then we see the very end of Fury's great week, which is he comes across the shield in the ice Mm -hmm. of Captain for Captain America. Yeah, it's actually Fury there who wipes away the snow to reveal the shield. And then as he gets up, Danvers is right behind him. And she says, all right, where's the fight? 
Exactly. Is is pretty. I liked that one a lot. The third episode out of these three was easily my favorite. And that has been What If. Mm-hmm. We were originally planning on doing What If as, as like the whole season, but it seemed to be that they're so individualized stories right now. They are. We kind of needed to do Yeah, you, more, you need to more. devote a little bit of time to talk about each episode. Yeah. And they're they're long enough, too. I mean, they're, they're not. It's not like the first few episodes of WandaVision where they were literally like 18 minutes long. No, mm. these, are, these are almost 30 minutes. Exactly. They're, they're packing a lot in. Exactly. But I have been your Geek Scott. I have been your Geek Jason. Thank you for listening. Got some news, though. News? News! What kind of news? DC Fandom! Oh my gravy. It's coming in October. Yep. October 14th, I think, is what I saw. October 14th, I believe you are correct. Now, do you know? I know nothing right now. I just saw saw the thing earlier today. I'm assuming you're going to see some trailers because Black Adam is like featured. Like Uh, The Rock is featured. So there's going to be some Black Adam stuff. Yeah, we're going to see some Black Adam stuff. We're going to see some more stuff about Gotham Knights. We're going to see some stuff about all the TV shows. Yep. So we're going to see stuff. and, And that I am excited for. Jason's excited for Star Trek Day. Yeah. Yep. Coming wanna... September 8th. I think it's September 8th. They are once again doing Star Trek Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be the same format where they're going to do, um, for each show, they're going to give, you know, ha- have a panel basically. Yeah. Hosted by, you know, some are going to be hosted by Will Wheaton. Others are going to be hosted by Mika Barton. And they're covering all the shows. And it sounds like they're going to do a showcase on Strange New Worlds. So I'm hoping that we get a trailer for Strange New Worlds. That's a that's a hope among hope for you, right? It's it's going to be good, Scott. I I, I think we're going to get the uh Batman trailer, a new one. Oh yeah. And we're going to get the uh the, the, the Rock, you know, Black Adam trailer. Yeah. We're going to get some good so stuff. I think we're going to get some good I, stuff. Between the both. two of these, we are covering two of our, you know, his, one of his favorite fandoms, one of my favorite fandoms. And this is why I needed to bring back the news just for this. I know I sort of we ended it early and then we brought you back to the news. News. And now we're going to end it again. I have been your geek Scott. I have been your geek Jason. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day.